In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Nine times out of ten, I let the words of the anthems on Sunday morning wash over me without much thought. I might recognize the source as one of the Psalms or some other scriptural reference, but I fail to connect it with much that's going on in my life. But a few months ago, The choir sang an anthem that was dedicated to the Reverend Tom McCart, whose ashes now reside in the columbarium and who was a dear friend and a member of this parish in his last days. I don't know if it was the haunting lyrical melody of the anthem that struck that stuck in my head or the words that struck a chord with what was troubling me at the time, but it connected so much in my heart that I couldn't get it out of my head. Like that tune you hear and it sticks for a week. And the words were, when we were still far off, you came to us in your son. I honestly didn't connect the words with Ephesians at all at that time, but I did connect them with a a feeling of being so far away, so disconnected, so alone, so lost, so remote, and longing. And then the reminder that God is present to us in his Son, as he is shared with us in community and at the altar even when we are so far off. The catch, the hook that captured me was a longing lyric and how it spoke to a a subliminal feeling that needed to come to the surface for resolution. And isn't that what art and music are all about? Why we embrace music and the visual arts and incense and the spoken word and why we change the wine and the colors with the seasons and we call it liturgy. It's all about catching the soul where it is in where it is in order that it might be given some hope, some light, some vision, when it is not seeing something beyond its own muddling in the dark. I want to talk about the psalm this morning because I don't think I've ever talked about the psalms, mainly because I don't know that much about them. Not that that's ever stopped me from saying anything. But we read them any time we gather for services of all kinds. And yet sometimes I find them so obtuse and so incoherent, I wonder why we bother. Other times, they say something familiar and catchy or something that I associate 
with a particular occasion. Have you ever been to a funeral where you haven't read Psalm 23? Or maybe I'd better ask it, do you ever hear Psalm 23 that you don't think about a funeral? You could probably recite it from, without the book. The words sometimes being comforting, but other times the words of the psalm are like Psalm 137. Happy shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. Now there's a lovely thought for Sunday morning. <laughs> this morning's psalm, number 103. In you, O Lord, have I taken refuge. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me and set me free. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe. You are my crag and my stronghold. This psalm might be just lyric enough, and many of us may just associate this psalm with good things, that we miss how sweeping and just how unrealistic the claims of these opening verses are. Really, God heals all of our diseases. He lifts, up, lifts us out of every pit. He always satisfies us with good things. He works justice for all the oppressed. You would never believe it if you watched the evening news any night of the week when you might hear the tally of the COVID deceased or of dis distressed people in Africa who have been the target of the oppressed regimes and suffer injustice without end. If this were not so, the one-third of the 150 psalms in the category of lament psalms would not need to exist in the same Bible as 103. Surely you have been moment, there have been mo you have, there have been moments in reading the psalms that the words have stuck to your throat. And that's as it should be. It's because the Psalms deal with what is real and what is aspirational. Happy shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. Maybe that's the hook for the people of Ukraine right now. This is where I am. This is the injustice in my life. This is my desperation. And this is who God is and how God deals with this world. How God deals with his creation. Just like in love songs. We know full well it cannot always be so for now. But we anticipate the poetry anyway. It is at once inspirational and aspirational. And as such, it gives one hope. We have to believe that even at their most literal extreme, the words here are about forgiving sins.
and healing disease, about rescuing us from pits and working justice for all the oppressed. These are true and will ultimately be proven to be true at the end of the cosmic day. This is where we're headed. This is more than aspirational. It's eschatological and finally, therefore, true. This is how the cosmic day concludes. So it's okay to find these words sticking in your throat sometimes, and now and then to get swept away with the lyrics and the promise present, represented to, by these words. We can swoon a little now, here and now and again in knowing that this is an expression of God's dearest desires and hope for us. Or in the words of Julian of Norwich, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me, bless his God's holy name. For one day, it will all be true. Amen.